Hello, and welcome to Fairfax 50 Plus, a series featuring discussions on issues, services, and activities of interest to residents 50 and over. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition, our guest is Mina Nakla, manager of Fairfax Area Agency on Aging's Multicultural Outreach Program. Mina is here to tell us about how this program serves older adults and caregivers who are members of our multicultural communities. And I guess you could say Mina himself is part of the county's multicultural community, born and raised in Alexandria. But we're not talking about Alexandria, maybe Virginia. We're talking about Alexandria, Egypt. That's correct. All right. Moved here with his family when he was 16. Before joining the Area Agency on Aging, Mina was director of the Kingstown Center for Active Adults, located on Telegraph Road in Alexandria, Virginia. (laughs) Uh, Mina has an undergraduate degree in health, fitness, recreation from George Mason University, master's degree from Virginia Tech, and that's in public uh, administration, and continuing his academic career as adjunct faculty at George Mason University. So absolute uh, pleasure to have you with us, Mina, and look forward to uh, a conversation about uh, multicultural and uh, uh, community, community ambassador program. Thank you for having me. All right. Before we kind of get, you know, really dive into it, we, we talk about this multicultural outreach program and multicultural community. I, I guess the term multicultural, can you kind of tell me what that actually means? Is it is it the same as immigrant? Absolutely. Well, the term immigrant, it, it simply means that someone who left their, their country and they moved here with or without their family and maybe later brought their, their family along with them. Uh, but the concept of multicultural, it's the that people, when they come, they sort of uh, bring some of the culture with them. So it's a mm. group of cultures that are brought from, you know, wherever the um, country of origin. And when they come here and they start coexisting with other cultures, so you have different cultures spread out in, Mm -hmm. we'll use Fairfax County, and they start living together, so it becomes a multicultural. Mm -hmm. So it's that coexistence Mm -hmm. of different cultures in our area. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't mean that they forget about their cultures, but they Mm -hmm. keep the traditions, and we are constantly aware of uh, respecting other cultures, but they they coexist together, and it's been working great. Mm -hmm. Fairfax County is a very diverse area. So you've got some of the cultures or all the cultures you're bringing with you, and then you pick up other cultures from where you move to, and then so it's multi-multicultural. <laughs> Absolutely, and you start interacting with other cultures, so you learn more about different cultures. Uh, you share things from your own cultures with them, so it becomes a truly multicultural yeah. community. Yeah. Uh, can you provide an understanding maybe of some of like the demographics related to older adults in the, in the county's various multicultural groups? Absolutely. Before I start talking about the older adult population, I was um, in attendance of a uh, seminar recently, and all research and studies showed that by 2042 or 2043, the U.S. will become a minority majority. So we are constantly aware of that, and we just received data from the Virginia Department of Aging for specifically for Fairfax County, people over the age of 60. Mm-hmm. About 53% of the population is white. Um, so roughly, uh, you know, and that was based on a 2012 uh, mm-hmm. census data. Mm-hmm. So about 47% of the Fairfax County population, 60 and older, is um, a combination of African American, Asian, um, Hispanic. So mm-hmm. 47% of 60 people and older um, are what you would consider to be minority. Mm-hmm. Um, and that trend is continuing to grow. Additionally, we get some data from the Fairfax County Public Schools. And what they found out is 
for elementary school students that the top five languages mm-hmm. consist of Spanish, Arabic as number two, Korean, um, Vietnamese. Uh, so there are more Interesting. more languages spoken in Fairfax County. Right. Um, and while this is for elementary school students, but we know that multicultural groups, when they start immigrating and moving to the U.S., their family follows. So we deal with this all the time with the Area Agency on Aging. Uh, we see that a lot of multicultural groups, pe- people that speak different languages, requesting mm-hmm. uh, services. Uh, so people from different cultures coming over, right. that's, that's a trend that we'll, we will continue to right. see to rise. Well, you mentioned some statistics, <laughs> stats, I can't say there were statistics, uh, from the schools. Um, so even if the school children maybe are speaking two languages, is it a safe assumption to assume the, the parents or the family back home is still speaking that native tongue um, and that the children sometimes often is, act as interpreters? That's an interesting question, and, and it's a yes and no. Depends. Yeah, it depends. Uh, I mean, I, I, I speak Arabic fluently, uh, but my wife doesn't. And when at home, mm-hmm. I don't speak Arabic at all to the kids. So there are families that will carry on that language mm. in the home. And some fa- I know some families that will choose not to do that because mm-hmm. they want their children to be able to speak English mm-hmm. when they go out to school mm-hmm. and start interacting. Uh, but again, it goes back to that right. question you asked earlier about multicultural question. Um, and some people choose to hold on to their uh, tradition and uh, culture, and part of it is the language, where some of them will be a little bit right. relaxed about the language. Right. Okay. Interesting. But we also know that different multicultural groups, when they move to the U.S., what happens typically, and I can speak this um, because it's personal to me, mm-hmm. when we moved here from Egypt, it was just my mom and dad, my brother and I, but later once they got settled here, mm-hmm. uh, my grandmother joined us, and she was living with us. Mm. So what you see happening all the time with different multicultural groups, they start inviting their family to come live with them, um, and that's why you know multicultural groups start growing in Fairfax County. Mm-hmm. Just a personal question, if you will. What what was what was the reason to move to the United States? I mean, we hear so ma- so many reasons, but I mean, was there a family reason you're comfortable sharing? Absolutely. You know, my family they um, they applied and they were awarded a green card status, so they saw that it would be the best opportunity for my brother and I to move from Egypt to here for education, for job mm. opportunity. Um, and I would hope that so far my brother and I have not right, disappointed right, right. them. <laughs> so we're living their dream. Okay. All right. Are there, was there a specific area of the county that, I don't want to personalize it too much, that, that you moved to because there were other folks from Egypt there? And is that what we're finding across Fairfax County? Are there specific areas of the county where these multicultural communities tend to exist? It's a hard question to ask, and I personally have not seen any data to indicate that. Uh, but it's it's also true because when we moved from Egypt, we went to New Jersey because my uncle was there. Mm. So people that immigrate from you know their country to the U.S., they tend to move towards... Towards um, family. Towards family mm-hmm. and friends that they may know. But later on, they go where the jobs are, where they, mm-hmm. where there are more opportunities for their children. Just as anyone would. Just as anyone else would. And based on my work as the multicultural outreach manager, I see this all the time. I go speak to a community in Fairfax County, a multicultural community, and I find people crossing that county line 
to hear what I have to say or mm. coming to that group. Additionally, we have senior centers in Fairfax County that you have a large, um, I forget which senior center it is, but they have a large Chinese population. Mm. And people go from city to city, from town to town, even in Fairfax County, especially that now they have easier access to transportation. So they are more mm. willing to drive to go interact and socialize with people from their own culture. Mm. So it's not that they live in a specific geographical area, but they are more willing to drive or take any other mean of transportation to interact with them. Mm. Okay, interesting. We're talking with Mina Nakala, manager of Fairfax Area Agency on Aging's Multicultural Outreach Program. Is is there an example or two you can give us of, uh, you know, we're here on the 50-plus podcast uh, talking about older adults. Is there an example of how different cultures understand older adulthood and, and maybe also how they respond to the care of older adults as they become frail? Well, I will give two examples. One okay. of them is personal. Okay. As I mentioned earlier, when my grandmother came here, um, she was she was ill, and it was sort of that cultural code that we will take care of our family, specifically our, our elderly family. Mm. And that's what happened. It was hard to let go and seek out more services because we always thought that we will take care of our own family. Um, so, you know, that was that was hard to overcome, especially for my for my mother. Um, as my grandmother became more ill, it wasn't until then that she she couldn't provide the services that she needed. So she started to look for services that my my grandmother mm-hmm. could receive um, for her benefit. Mm -hmm. I think she realized that she can only do so much and there are other professional and other services that we need to seek out. And I just came across a an article in the New York Times and it was specifically talking about the Asian population and how that challenged and addressed that cultural code. Uh, They mentioned a story about uh, the grandmother who had was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and her daughter ended up quitting work to take care of her. Mm -hmm. And she thought that she was breaking that cultural code if she was to go out and seek someone who would help her mother. Mm. Um, so that becomes an issue that we don't realize there are resources for caregiver right. to help us along that process. We are shy to ask for help because there are services and organizations that that do those sort of thing and help. Um, so it becomes a challenge. Also, the thought of government or specifically local government providing Mm. social services is a foreign concept to a lot of multicultural groups. In Egypt, that case may have changed now, but I don't remember any social services specifically for older adults. Once a person is retired, once they become frail, there's not a lot of social interaction or any opportunities for them to to receive services. Interesting. This may may seem uh, obvious question or, or, you know, just a lack of knowledge question, but I'm sure there's maybe some folks listening that are saying, okay, that's that's interesting, that's great. I, I, I maybe, you know, can find the inner strength to reach out to, to ask for some of these services, but what, what kind of services are you offering or promoting? We promote a lot of services. Some of them we offer directly through the Area Agency on Aging, and some of them is still f- offered through Fairfax County, uh, but it's through another agency, or maybe we can connect them to services offered by a community organization. Um, so some of those services will include a wonderful Meals on Wheels program, mm. and that's meant for people who are homebound. 
So if mom or dad are homebound, they can't leave the home, we want to make sure that they are receiving uh, a nutritious meal. Uh, We're also offering a congregate meal program that's available in senior centers. So if older adults are able to leave their home and go socialize and interact at senior centers, they can receive the meal there. We also have, um, you know, care management. We have the Virginia Insurance Counseling and Assistance Program that is free of charge. They are, um, they work for Fairfax County, and they will give you advice and help you select um, the proper um, healthcare plan that that would be best for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are also transportation, and we do not provide transportation, but we can take a look at what are your needs and help connect you with services if those are available. Mm. I want to make sure we, we get through a few more questions I've got here in my mind. We're, we're getting close on time. We've still got a few more minutes, but um, a lot of programs, a lot of services available and you're out in community groups, multicultural groups, you know, uh, telling all about it, et cetera. And I want to go ahead and pass along a phone number, which you gave me. I think it's 703-324-7948. Correct. If folks have questions or need information on any of these programs or how they can get involved, et cetera. Absolutely. And that phone number is a tremendous resource. That's our intake line. So anyone can call and you have a social worker on the on the other line. It's mm-hmm. not an automated service. You're actually speaking with a uh, professional trained social worker and they will go through a series of questions and try to determine what are the services that you are best suited for because what we find out is someone can call and they they've decided that all they need is meals on wheels but we can help them we have that conversation with them and find out what other services they can benefit from and going back to the multi multicultural group and languages If someone doesn't speak English, they can call and say, I speak Arabic, and we will place them on hold and find a translator. Mm. So language is not an issue. It should not be a barrier for someone to call us and try to inquire about those services and resources. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can you you dive more into how your program, the Multicultural Outreach Program, I guess, works with the communities to make this information about services more accessible? I mean, we, we talked about the phone line they can call, and you're out you know, doing speaking engagements, et cetera. Is, is that the, the crux of the program, if you will, the, the phone line and being out in events, or is there more? Well, the, you know, having a strong relationship with any community organization is, is essential. But there's also one program in particular that I am trying to um, just make it a point of emphasis in our community, and it's mm. called the Community Ambassador Program. Mm. And what that entails is identifying a leader, someone who is already in that community, that they have strong mm-hmm. relationship with people in their community. And it could be someone in a leadership role. It could be someone that steps up and says, you know, hey, I want to connect people to resources. And I work with that community ambassador. I train them, and that is done electronically, so there's they don't mm-hmm. have to travel. They don't have to uh, attend additional training. Right. And I send them all the resources they may need, and I don't want them to spend a lot of time on eligibility requirement, but at least I want them to know that that service exists, and here's the contact information. So I keep referencing the Meals on Wheels. If the community ambassador knows that Fairfax County has a Meals on Wheels program, and they are out socializing or attending an event in their community, and someone says, you know, hey, you know, I'm I'm getting ready to have surgery, or I'm unable to leave the home to do grocery shopping or prepare my own meal, 
they, you know, they automatically think, hey, you know, Fairfax County offers that program. Here's their phone number. Give them a call. Yeah. So they act as that link between us and the community. Obviously, we realize we can't be in contact with everyone in the community, but right. they are a tremendous resource. They are the link between us and the community. 1.1, 1.2 million people in Fairfax County. It it's kind of reminds me of that, whatever that commercial was, you know, and so on and so on and so on. Absolutely, you know, it grows yeah. grows and grows. If you know something and you tell someone and they tell someone, all of a sudden you've got a million community ambassadors. And that's our goal. Yeah. How, how long have, has this program been underway, and, and is it that same intake number they would call if they want to be an ambassador, or, or what? The program was started by the person before me in that position, um, and we were getting feedback that it was hard to attend a day-long um, mm. training. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of inf information all at once. So we just took a look back and said, how can we make sure we get them all the information they need? and Keep in mind their um, availability and um, time constraints, mm -hmm. and they can they can reach me d directly, um, and I would give my phone number. My phone number is seven zero three three two four five eight five nine. Okay, five eight five nine seven zero three three two four five eight five nine. It's got a couple of fives and an eight and a nine, so <laughs> just make, make sure we get that five eight five nine. Okay, so folks can just call you directly if they have questions. Maybe they want to be an ambassador. They can call you. Maybe they, maybe they have an event. They want to have you come speak at. You do that as well. Absolutely, I love going out to community events so I can start forming those relationships. And I also do uh, speaking engagements. So if anyone wants me to come out and give an overview of the services that we offer, I can certainly do that. If they have a specific need, let's say Medicare issue or Meals on Wheels or transportation, I can work with them and I will try to find a speaker that will come out and speak to that topic. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're going to ask uh, you, our listeners, uh, a favor. Please uh, please put Mina to work. <laughs> Give him a call, 703-324-5859. Uh, if you do uh, need more information, you can go online, fairfaxcounty.gov slash olderadults. And then I want to repeat that input telephone number that you mentioned earlier, 703-324-7948. And that's more questions about maybe eligibility or specific programs and actually talk to a social worker for specific needs, et cetera. Absolutely. Okay. Anything we haven't touched on, anything you want to make sure that, that we get out to residents 50 and over, talking about multicultural communities and the multicultural outreach program, just kind of turn the mic over to you for the final word. We, we realize that Fairfax County is a very diverse group and there are challenges in accessing those services. So the more we spread the word about the services, the better off we all are. It's a lot easier to reach out and inquire about services and be familiar with those services when you have time as opposed to, you know, after someone is, you know, if they fall and they have yeah. surgery and they're unable to move, then it becomes a little bit of a challenge. And so the more panic situation. Yeah, yeah, the sooner we hear from, from our community, the better, you know, introducing those services so at least they know about it. Yeah, okay, awesome. We've been talking with Mina Nakla, the manager of the uh, – Multicultural uh, Outreach uh, Program with the Fairfax Area Agency on Aging here on this edition of Fairfax 50 Plus. And definitely thank you for, uh, for being with us and chatting about the program and what's going on. Some good information shared, so thanks. Thank you for having me. 
Uh, thanks again to you for listening. And again, if you need uh, more information on county services and recreation for old, older adults, go online to fairfaxcounty.gov slash older adults. You can also call 703-324-7948. The TTY number is 711. Now, when you visit the website, fairfaxcounty.gov slash older adults, also be sure to sign up for the 50 of uh, Fairfax 50 Plus E-News, and of course the monthly Golden Gazette newspaper. Thanks for listening. Fairfax 50 Plus is produced twice monthly by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.